Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We got ourselves a little bit of a conspiracy theory followed by an apology, uh, blah, blah, but, but, but. We do not focus on the apology. We focus on the conspiracy, and we will get into that here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox in for Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app and on every single one of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate you doing so and uh, having some fun here on FSR all the way up until 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock. Pacific right here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, here is my thought on conspiracy theories. All right. Now I am not in I don't I'm not one of these people who comes up with these crazy flat earth type conspiracy theories, but I will say this. I will always listen to them. If you have a conspiracy theory, I will never just shut you down because your initial statement is crazy. Okay, so you believe that the earth is flat. Sell me. Why, why do you believe that? I, I would love to know. Oh, you think they faked the moon landing? Please, I mean, sell me. What, what is it about it that you think was fake? Oh, the JFK assassination. What, what do you think actually happened? Oh, oh, oh so you, you don't think. Okay, inter- wow. I didn't, I'm at least open-minded to it. I'm at least open to the discussion. And a lot of these people that they come up with conspiracies, they make some pretty compelling arguments as to why they believe that their side of things is the right side of things. And so because of that, I think it's fascinating. I don't believe in majority of them, but I think it's fascinating. UFOs, uh, you know, uh, uh, alien spacecraft that all of a sudden now appears to be true. And for years, the government tried to deny all of these things. I'm at least open to the idea of major conspiracy theories. And when that world intersects with sports, I'm really interested because now you've piqued my interest. We love sports. Conspiracy theories are fascinating. Now let's have a conversation. So all of that leads to, in a roundabout way, the national championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. And you're probably thinking, 
Well, what's the conspiracy? I mean, you got the two best teams in college football. I mean, everybody knew Alabama was the best team. You were just trying to wait to see who was the second best team. Now, if you listen to blowhard of the century, Dabo Swinney, uh, he was the guy who shot his mouth off about Ohio State only to get smoked and beaten down repeatedly by Ohio State in that semifinal game that everybody got to sit back and enjoy over the holiday weekend. Ohio State is your second best team in the country as of right now. Ohio State's playing Alabama in the national championship. Unfortunately, though, Ohio State's got themselves a little bit of an issue. It's called a COVID issue because AL.com reported on Tuesday that Ohio State has COVID-19 issues within the program. They could possibly be without an entire position group. Right, so major problems for Ohio State, and there have been rumblings, and there were some discussions, uh, you know, early on when this detailed report came out, when this stuff came out initially, that the national title game could be postponed. There was discussions, and there was a thought that we could actually end up postponing the national title game. Now. The executive director of the college football playoff, Bill Hancock, he said the game is scheduled to be played on time on Monday. We are not going to be moving this game around at all. It is happening on Monday. So as it stands right now, this very moment here on Fox Sports Radio, your football weekend looks like this. Three wild card games on Saturday. Three wild card games in the NFL on Sunday. And the college football national championship on Monday night. Here's where the conspiracy comes in. Nick Saban's daughter, right? Nick Saban's daughter had to issue an apology, right? She issued an apology via Twitter. And it said, quote, the tweet I posted earlier this evening was uncalled for and hurtful. I made a huge mistake and I apologize. In a moment of frustration, I let my anger get the best of me and acted before thinking. I sincerely regret my choice of reckless words. In no way did I intend to undermine the seriousness of the global pandemic and my heart goes out to those it has affected. The health and safety of others is first and foremost, and I pray that we can all find peace soon. I'm ashamed and embarrassed. I hope you can forgive me. You're probably thinking, why'd she have to send that? What did she do? What on earth could Nick Saban's daughter have said that would have prompted an apology like that? And this is where the conspiracy comes in. Because in a deleted tweet, she was accusing Ohio State of maybe pulling some COVID shenanigans here. And she called BS on the story. And she said that it was a way to postpone the game so that Justin Fields could be healthier for the football game. That is a bold-ass approach by Nick Saban's daughter to go that hard in the paint. And we're, you can sit and, and focus on the apology all you want. I'm going straight to the accusation because that's a conspiracy. Do you believe Ohio State is trying to pull some shenanigans because they want Justin Fields to be more healthy for the game and they're hoping the game gets postponed? Now, me personally, if you're asking me to bet one side or the other, do I believe that Ohio State is is BSing and sort of, you know, maybe fudging the COVID concerns because Justin Fields is a little bit more banged up than previously thought. I don't believe that that's the case. I think these COVID issues are real issues. I think Ohio State's uh, got a problem on their hands, and they could be really shorthanded when they play Alabama. What do I want to be the truth? I want Ohio State to pull COVID shenanigans, and I want them to use this to try and get the game postponed. And why? Because it's a better story to talk about. It's a better story to talk about. And why would Nick Saban's daughter have these comments and make these comments public unless something somewhere during the course of the day piqued her interest as to maybe this stuff being a little bit true? She can apologize all she wants. Where did she come up with it? I'm not saying Nick Saban said anything to her. I'm not saying Saban is the one handing down information, but why would she just all of a sudden go to Twitter and make that kind of accusation unless she 
unequivocally believed that there was some sort of evidence that that was the case. Well, no, no, it was just the heat of the moment. Did you read her apology? I don't care about the apology. What did you say in the moment? People will tell you exactly what they feel in the moment when they've had no time to prepare and think it through. Oh, well, no, just my anger got the best of me. No, 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 no. Your anger told the truth about you. Don't get it twisted. Why do you say what you say in the moment? Because it was the truth, you didn't have time or the composure to think it through long-term into what the effects would be after you made the comment. It's why it's always better to catch somebody in surprise. The show Cheaters. Why was that show such a success? And, and not for the fact that, you know, the host of the show, I think, got stabbed one episode. He got stabbed or shot. Whatever it was, one episode on a boat somewhere, I think. Uh, uh, the guy who was the host of, uh, of Cheaters. But the reason why Cheaters was such an amazing show, and I don't even know if it's still on, is because you caught people without any time for them to prepare for what was going to happen. You got the truth. The true shock value of Cheaters is what was the biggest, most appealing portion of the show. There was no time to prepare anything. You couldn't prepare a canned answer or an, or an excuse as to why uh, you all of a sudden were, were hanging out with somebody in a hotel room and, uh, and you know she's wearing a ball gag and you've got no other clothes on except a pair of handcuffs and, and some socks. Like you had, There was no answer. You had nothing for it. They opened the door. There you were in the nude. Oh, yeah, we got the answer we need. You couldn't, you couldn't fake it. There was no getting around it. Nick Saban's daughter shot her mouth off on Twitter because she felt in the moment that's exactly what the truth was. Do I believe that that's what happened? No, but I would love in a world for that to be the case, that an entire football program to use COVID just to cover up the fact that their quarterback's banged up for a game. So forget about the apology. Forget about all the other stuff afterwards. She really, truly, in the moment, felt that that was the case. Otherwise, she wouldn't have posted it. And I just want to know, where did she get her information from? That's all I want to know. I'm not saying it came from Nick Saban. I just want to know, where did the information come from that made her go so hard on Twitter and then have to delete it and issue an apology afterwards. That, to me, is the bigger question here. Uh, if anybody's got an answer, feel free to let me in on it. At the Jonas Knox on Twitter, I would love to know the answer to that question because I think she was talking to somebody or somebody gave her the indication that was the case. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the great Edmund Garcia here on Fox Sports Radio. I wonder if Nick Saban is a hard ass as a dad, or is he one of those guys who he's tough with other people's kids, but his own kids like walk all over him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like yes. there, there are those, there are those guys who, oh, of course. you know, when it comes to their kids, they're like, you know, just shut up, dad. Yeah. <laughs> walk out of the room. <laughs> yeah. They, they just have to have no, re- I was terrified of my father. So if I, if I ever mouthed off to him, I just assumed I was going to get my ass beat. So I just said, okay, well, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to shoot my mouth off. Same with my mom. Uh, she's my best friend. And, uh, and I also just didn't want to piss her off because uh, she would whoop my ass. So I just, I, I, I was always very respectful. I never, never tried to shoot my mouth off, uh, never tried to step all over them. Um, but there are those, to your point, there are the, uh, the, the kids that, uh, that do take that approach. Were you, a, uh, were you a pain in the ass as a kid, Eddie, or did you, were you very respectful? Um, I was definitely a spoiled brat. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I wasn't, I never got in any real trouble or anything. How, how so? Um, how were you a spoiled brat? I, I got everything I wanted. I was basically an only child. I had older siblings, but they were so much older that they were like gone by the time I was, you know, five, six years old. They were already out of the house. What's so, the difference in age between you and the oldest? Uh, boy, it was, uh, like Let's see. I'm trying to figure it out here real quick. Uh, 32 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, because my my brother, uh, the oldest brother, is 18 years older. So I always thought that was from from me. And then I have a little brother who's two years younger than me. So so a 20-year difference between the two. You're at 32. I didn't know that. 
Wow. No, I did the math wrong. It's uh, twenty. It was twenty-four years. I apologize. Okay, that's, but still, so, so a twenty-four-year difference. Yeah. So, so you didn't you didn't grow up with with any siblings that were anywhere near your age. No. So as a matter of fact, my older brother was more like an uncle than he was an older brother. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I uh, oh, that's, I didn't know that about you, Eddie. How about that? This this, is, this feels like an all Eddie Garcia show. We got uh, the Steelers getting good news on the, on the Browns getting a bunch of COVID. We got the the U.S. winning the gold medal in the World Juniors hockey's. We just had guess that Garcia for the first time in the history of Fox Sports Radio, and now we're taking a you know a trip down memory lane on the old uh, Garcia family tree. How about that? Yeah, all I, about Eddie yeah, Garcia. On it the is. Show. It's all about me. It's what it should be. Yeah. Damn right it should be. What about you, uh, Roberto? What's the? Uh, do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, my brother's five years older than me, and my sister's five years younger than me. Okay, so you're pretty close together. What yeah. about you, Coop? Coop, I want to go get mail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got mail. He got yeah. mail. Yeah, so yeah, he went to go get mail. Yeah, um, that's yeah, code he, for something. Yeah, yeah in, in his in his car with a smoke cloud coming out of the window. Yeah, hotboxing it. it. Yeah, he went to go get mail. Uh, all right, Jonas Knox in uh, for Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, though, somebody in the NFL's talking again. This is what they do at some point crap or get off the pot i'll tell you who that is next here on fsr be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weekdays at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world western nations like the u.s and europe mexico will likely have its first female president and then you have china and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller 2020, and you can be heard in the democracy of the Ben Maller Show. We encourage and welcome the voice of the people. That would be you following the voice of this show on Twitter. In for Ben Maller, it's Jonas Knox. He is at the Jonas Knox. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. And you can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. The flying Hawaiian. He won a World Series with the Phillies and he won a World Series with the Red Sox. I don't know. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios in for Ben Maller, it's Jonas Knox. Thank you, Eddie. Who the hell guesses I don't know? Like, why not just throw any <laughs> name out there? Can you imagine that if you actually got you were brought on to Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy and it's the final question? Uh, yeah. And instead of just re- taking a guess, you just say, I don't know. Like, it, it's like, it, like you're stumped on a test in school. You got to go A, B, C, or D. And you just go, oh, uh, uh, so I'll just leave it blank. Just take a guess. What, what do you got to lose? How does somebody get on the air and then just mail it in like that? And that's exactly why you guys told me to just do two callers, Eddie, uh, when it came to uh, Guess That Garcia. Maybe that's exactly why. It happens all the time with the, the game shows. Somebody will call in and they have no idea the most basic sports <laughs> trivia questions. And you're like, why did you call in I to know. play this game? I know. It, it is pretty amazing. Um, I, that used to be when I was working on um, uh, uh, with Andy and Mike. When we were doing uh, Fox Sports Daybreak together with Andy Furman and Mike North. One of my favorite things about driving in because I, I would wake up really early because you're in this state of panic here's this is the problem when you work on the show that starts at 3 a.m pacific time you never actually get a good night's sleep i would much rather start at 11 p.m pacific time like we start with this show than have to start in that 3 a.m spot because yeah 100 percent. You be, you're always in a state of panic that you're going to oversleep you're like I would rather work a graveyard than have to get up that early just from the just from a peace of mind standpoint because you're always worried okay if if I sleep through the first alarm what if I don't hear the second one and I don't want to be late so I would always wake up at midnight when I was working on that schedule and I would go to the gym so it would force me to wake up and I, I would get a sweat in and I'd be fully alert or as alert as I could be in that morning or as we get ready for the show but one of my favorite things to do would be driving in, listening to you and Ben, and it was like clockwork. Every single time I was in the car, driving from the gym to into the studio to do the show with Andy and Mike, you and Ben would be in the middle of an argument about a game show. Every single time. I, you guys could not, whether it was Password or some of the other, you and Ben argued and went to head-to-head, and it was gold. One of my favorite things to listen to that time in the morning, Eddie. Made my commute fun, Eddie. 
you and uh, you and Ben in your uh, your your subtle rivalry that we have here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, people seem to enjoy uh, Ben and I going head to head against each other. Very, games, very, yeah. very competitive. You guys, you guys are very. Competitive it's true. People. It's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, Jonas Knox here in for Ben Maller on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, very interesting uh, decision uh, for one NFL team moving forward. We will dive into that here a little over five minutes from now on FSR. But uh, hey, what do you know? Jerry Jones, yeah, Jerry Jones, one of his many weekly appearances on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Jerry Jones is now talking all sorts of stuff about leverage when it comes to Dak Prescott now that the Cowboys' crummy season is over. Here was the Cowboys' owner. I don't know how you could have any more leverage. Uh, Dak has uh, absolutely been a uh, pitcher postcard, so to speak, but uh, his evolving into an NFL quarterback has been nothing short of a, 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 a perfect pitcher. And uh, he uh, has great uh, ability, in my mind, to win games. Uh, he's talented. He uh, uh, certainly has uh, experience. And so he has uh, all the things, as uh, substantiated by what we've offered Zach. You know, we you wouldn't be offering Dak what's been offered him in the past had you not thought he was... Very special, and so yes. uh, you know the issue is uh, uh, how do you how do you come together? And uh, that's no stranger to me. I've been doing it all my life. I got here putting things together, and uh, we've got to get it together. Yeah, just crap or get off the pot, man. What are you doing? Like, like what are you doing? Like, like take a dump or don't. I I, I don't like why does. And and here and I'm not even asked the question because I do know why Jerry Jones does this. It's the same reason why he does these weekly interviews. It's the same reason why uh, he's taken uh, the approach that he's taken in business when it comes to the NFL. Because he knows all of this discussion and this conversation is good for the Dallas Cowboy brand. He loves it. He loves it. He loved the fact that in one season, he had Troy Aikman calling games on Fox. He had Tony Romo calling games on CBS. And he had Jason Witten calling Monday Night Football for ESPN. He loves that stuff. This is all about the Cowboy conversation. And Jerry Jones looks at this, and it's probably smart. It's probably the Vince McMahon approach. Jerry Jones looks at it like this. All right, our team sucks. We were, we were awful this past season. We couldn't get into the postseason. And since we're not going to be a part of the playoff conversation, we at least want to be a part of some conversation. So let's go ahead and let's recycle the DAC topic again. You know, the DAC contract extension and whether or not he's a franchise quarterback and we want to give him 30 whatever million and blah, blah, blah. Like, all, like this is exactly why he does this. But he's not saying anything. I mean, I don't know how he could have any more leverage. All right, then why don't you get the contract done? I mean, that's why we've offered him. Okay, if he's got all the leverage and you've made him an offer, why is the contract not done yet? Because you haven't given him the money that he's looking for or the number of years, whatever the case may be. So it's just like it's at some point, man, either pay the guy long term or don't pay the guy. I mean, that, that's it. Just pay the – I thought for sure it was going to get done last season. I thought it was going to get done two seasons before that. They could have – by the time they finally get a deal done, and I would be shocked if they don't figure out a way to get something done with Dak Prescott. I would be sh- You could say whatever you want about Dak Prescott. You can say, oh, well, he's not this great and he's not this good. I'll tell you what, man, he's better than Jared Goff and he's better than Carson Wentz, and both those guys got paid. Better than both those guys. Same draft, better than them both. And both those guys got paid. Dak Prescott's going to get paid, whether it's the Dallas Cowboys or it's somebody else. I would be shocked. If it's not the Dallas Cowboys, shocked. But at some point, what are we doing here? Like Jerry Jones already knows that from a business standpoint, they've screwed this up. Just like they butchered the Zeke Elliott signing and they caved to whatever his demand was. And Zeke Elliott has been a shell of himself ever since. They butchered it. Just like when they traded away a first-round draft pick for Amari Cooper, they were already pot-committed, and they had to give him a contract extension. Because if you're going to give up a first-round pick for a guy, they don't want to walk away with nothing and nothing to show for it, no real playoff success after trading away. So you were almost pot-committed to the move. So he's butchered the Zeke signing. 
they, you could argue the Amari Cooper move was already set in stone, and, and based on the return that you've gotten so far, that one hasn't worked out. They've paid some people on defense. Those haven't exactly worked out. And now you got Dak Prescott, who by the time you get the deal done, you're going to be spending like 12 to $15 million more a year than you could have been spending had you just gotten it done like everybody was telling you do two years ago. Two years ago, you could have gotten this deal done with Dak Prescott, and it would have been 20 something million dollars. He's going to be looking for 35 or 38, whatever the case may be, a million a year. And now you just have to wonder whether or not Dak Prescott ends up taking, because, and this is the other part of the conversation, right? This is, this is why also I believe something's going to get done. Dallas has painted themselves into a corner, right? They've painted themselves into a corner to where, at the very least, you got to franchise the guy another year. At the very least. So, so one way or the other, Dak's going to get 30-something million dollars for a one-year deal again. Dallas does not want to do that. They would like to get something done long-term. It just makes more sense for them. But you have now painted yourself into a corner because – You've set the market because he's already played for the franchise tag. So the market is set. And the longer you wait, the more the price is going to go up. So your best bet right now is that Dak Prescott sees his own mortality flash before his very eyes, looks at the injury he suffered, and maybe all of a sudden has a moment of clarity and says, you know what? I don't know that I want to run the risk and try and wait this out again and play for a one-year deal franchise tag number again because if I suffer another injury, now we're talking about who knows if I ever come back to be 100%. The expectation he's going to be back and he's going to be 100% and he'll be fine off this injury. But if the injuries start to mount up and they start to pile up, you'd like to at least have some long-term security. And I just wonder if Jerry Jones is banking on that. I wonder if if he's looking at this situation and publicly he's saying Dak's got all the leverage, but privately he's telling Dak Prescott, hey, man, listen, I don't want to see anything happen to you from an injury standpoint that it's going to cost you a bunch of money. Why don't we come to terms on this and come together on it? You've seen your own mortality. We appreciate you more so now based on what we've seen from Andy Dalton, and let's come to terms on something. But this whole, uh, oh, my God, he's got all the leverage. Leverage and I've got the, I mean, come on, man, take a dump or get off the pot. What are we doing here? He loves it. He loves the attention, but come on. If you believe that that, what he's saying publicly is what he's telling Dak privately, you're simply completely aloof to what what is happening with Jerry Jones and how he handles these things privately, publicly, and the spin job he gives to the media. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, it's funny, the uh, Alabama Heisman Trophy stuff, because I can remember we were talking about this um, when I was um, – we're doing radio in South Carolina. We were doing a morning show, and it almost just stunned us because we had never dared. So when um, Mark Ingram won the Heisman that year, he was the first Alabama player ever to do it. And we just thought, wait, what? Alabama's never had a Heisman Trophy. And I thought the same as you. What about Joe Namath? What about some of the – just a historic program. They've never had a and, – and they never did. Like, he was the first one. And just to see that since 2009, they've had three, and previously they never had anybody. That's just one of those weird factoids in sports that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, it, it, it's bizarre. Does Fresno State have any Heisman winners? <laughs> no. No, How, we don't. Who are okay? What are the um, if you were to do a Mount Rushmore of Fresno State oh, athletes? Yeah. Who are we talking about here? Who Derek, well, Derek I mean, Carr? Currently, it's a, it's a George? pretty good list. You got Paul George. Okay. You got Aaron Judge uh, from the Yankees. Aaron Judge is Fresno State. That's right. Wow. Uh, and Devontae Adams would be on there. So Derek you got Carr. three three current star players. Derek Carr. Uh, if you're going to go current, yeah, you throw Derek Carr on there. That's a pretty good run, Eddie. Um, not bad. Not and bad. and that's that's all recently in the past what uh, eight ten years that we that we've seen this. Yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a run. It uh, is. It uh, is. So Paul George, Derek Carr, Aaron Judge, Devontae Adams, 
all Fresno State alum. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Like who's who would be another Fresno? I mean, there State? are there are some other guys that are out there, but nobody that's a star player or anything. Now, is um, do you think that those guys also went? Wasn't there a hot dog joint that was near the games that you would always go to? I remember that being a, a that you remember you telling me about a place that it was like a hot dog place. No, 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 not hot dog. Tri tip sandwiches. Okay, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Tri tip sandwiches. All right. Okay. Now, what was so great about their tri tip sandwiches in Fresno State? Uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, it's if you've never had the tri tip sandwich, I mean. It's 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 like a cut of steak, basically. And, yes, uh, it's seasoned and whatnot. It's apparently originated in like uh, California Central yeah. Coast or something. But well, it's, it's not fantastic. A, it's, it's outstanding. He, uh, that was okay. This is so funny you brought that up because I was at. Do you know what Dreamland Barbecue is in Alabama? In, in, in Tuscaloosa and no, Birmingham. All right, so Dreamland Barbecue, uh, speaking of Alabama, is one of the most well-known barbecue places. And in the state of Alabama, it's huge. And so there's different locations. There's the main one, I think, in Tuscaloosa, and then they've got another one in Birmingham. And so when we were we were at the bowl game in Birmingham, we went to Dreamland Barbecue in Birmingham, and we went to go order food. We we're going to have dinner there. And I didn't see it on the menu. And I'm so from California, we're used to tri-tip. Like that's that's the cut of meat that we get out here. Tri-tip sandwiches, and it's all it's fantastic. My brother makes his own tri-tip, um, and and does it at at, at the family restaurant. And so I, I grew up on tri-tip. That was the the best meat sandwich that you could get from a barbecue standpoint. And I remember asking the waitress, "Do you guys have tri-tip?" She had no idea what it was. She had no no clue what tri-tip was. They got pulled pork. They got brisket. They've got chicken. She had no clue what tri-tip was, and I found out later that's just a California cut of meat. It's not You can't really find that anywhere else in the country. So people in the South are probably like, well, what is, what is a tri-tip sandwich? Trust us. When you come out to California, have a tri-tip. Um, if you want to put it on, like, some garlic toast, if need be, yeah. uh, with, with uh, you know, barbecue sauce. I like to put some jalapenos on it as well, too. Maybe a little melted cheese. I mean, it's fantastic, you know, for, for people out there. But we know how to do barbecue better than the South. I mean, oh, look at you. I'm just saying. That'll, that won't cause any issues. I'm just saying, you know, like, I mean, uh, you, I mean get tri-tip. I don't know what the problem is. I mean, how no, can how that, can you have Mexican food in Connecticut and not try tip in Alabama? Doesn't make any sense. I I don't understand it either. I, and, and because I grew up with it, I I was surprised like you were that it wasn't something that was you know countrywide. But yeah, yeah. right. It's it's some, there are a lot of people that don't know what that is. Yeah, it's oh, it's so good though. It's I'm telling like on on a, a garlic toast with uh, jalapenos. Uh, my brother also puts those. Um, uh, those fried onion pieces, you know, like those little—they're oh, yeah. almost like a, like onion. Yeah, he puts them on there with uh, with melted cheese. Uh, it's unbelievable. Smokes his own tri tip. All of it, so good, so good. Uh, all right, uh, Jonas Knox in for Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, coming up next, we are going to get into a team's decision. They've got a major decision to make with one key position, and I'm not buying what they're telling us. That's next year on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Only a few rare birds are able to listen to all four hours of the Ben Maller Show live overnight. But thanks to podcasting, you have no excuse to miss a second of our unorthodox chatter. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us five stars. It's quick, painless, and a noise management. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, in for Ben Maller, it's Jonas Knox. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, by the way, coming up in, we'll call it uh, a little less, or a little more than 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, just to be safe. We have got some rankings, uh, and rankings involving a playoff team in the NFL, but it's a very special set of rankings, and we will have that for you here coming up in about uh, 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, uh, Roberto, uh, I'm noticing a, a Dr. Dre theme. Um, he had, what, a, a brain aneurysm i saw went to the hospital yeah yeah man all right what is the any uh, update on uh, his condition somebody said that uh, that he was doing better yeah it was uh, uh, i think oh kuj had said he was doing better but uh, I, I, other than that i haven't seen anything new huh interesting so uh obviously i uh, wish the uh, best uh and you paying tribute to him i mean you i mean you won't play a song from uh, eddie's brother-in-law's band who's know, that but, yeah third strike <laughs> yeah 
you know. But again, again, Eddie, I'm just trying to, you know, give you the love you deserve, and you get totally disrespected by other members of the show. No, not not trying to cause problems at all. No. No, just Dave, just trying to uh, trying to help out, trying to help my uh, my good friend Eddie Garcia here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, uh, Chris Greer, he's the Dolphins general manager, um, and um, he was asked at their end of season press conference and discussion with the media about his quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Here was the Dolphins GM. Tua, we're very happy with. You know, he's our starting quarterback. Uh, he did a nice job this year coming in. Uh, as a rookie with no off season and, and the challenges of, of dealing with all that and um, very happy with him and uh, looking forward to watching him progress here over the next with an off season here and going into next year. And, you know, for us, uh, not really talking about draft strategy, anything right now, the season just ended and uh, we're, we're just going through our process like we do all the time. And, uh, and we'll deal with that here in the future. Yeah. So with no off season and COVID and everything else to go along with it, it would have probably been, you know, maybe a, a wise decision to give him as many looks as possible. So at least you knew what you had moving forward and that way you could make a decision. Um, so why'd you bench him twice? You pulled him from games twice. N- nobody could explain to me why that makes any sense well, you know, he's trying to win the game. Uh, you know, uh, Brian Flores is trying to win the game. They're in the race for the playoffs. All right, if you're trying to win the game, then what's the excuse after the fact when Ryan Fitzpatrick throws an interception in the end zone at Denver and you lose the game anyways? Well, you know, you gave it a shot. It didn't work out. Ah, uh, but it did work against the Raiders. No, it didn't. Again, Arden Key almost ripped off uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's head. He almost decapitated him. And then uh, there was blown coverage in the secondary down the sidelines. That, that wasn't an indicator. That wasn't an example of it working. None of it makes any sense. And so that's why when, when you've got Chris Greer saying, like, no, 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 he's our quarterback moving forward. First of all, I believe that he should be the quarterback moving forward because you haven't seen enough to tell you that this guy you drafted in the top five isn't the quarterback moving forward. I mean, has did he wow anybody to this past season? No, he's not even in the same stratosphere as Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow of, of the rookie quarterback. So, no, I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, my God, no doubt about it, this guy's going to be a star. But, Jesus, man, you got a top three pick in the draft. Wouldn't you at least want to know unequivocally whether or not he's the guy? Which means leave him in there to get as many reps as possible so at least when you make your decision, you make your decision. And if the Dolphins decided to walk away from him after one season, I'm not going to fault him for it. Just like Arizona made the decision to walk away from Josh Rosen. It's a bold move. You drafted the guy. You moved up. You took him in the top ten. But you saw lightning in a bottle, an opportunity to pair Kyler Murray with with a college coach who was going to be able to get the most out of his potential. And so you made the decision that you made. So I have no problem with it whatsoever. Like, why wait around just to try and justify your pick? I get it. I remember the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did the same thing. I think they took a kicker in the first or the second round. I think it was Roberto Aguayo uh, they took in the first or second round. And they bailed on him early. They said, listen, uh, this just didn't work. Like, we, we tried it. We thought we had our guy. It didn't work. And I, I gave him credit. I said, you know what? They could have held on to their feelings and really tried to milk it and, and, and use it and, and try and prove to everybody they got the pick right. They didn't. They acknowledged early. We screwed up. We didn't get it right. Just like Arizona acknowledged early. Josh Rosen's not the right quarterback for us. We got an opportunity to upgrade at the position we feel, and we got a coach to pair him with. I have no issue with it whatsoever. So if the Dolphins walked away from Tua after this season and said, you know what, we're picking in the top three. We think one of those quarterbacks available is going to fit our system better. We're, we're all good with it. And we're just going to, you know, we'll trade Tua and we'll, we'll see what we got. If that was the move, no issue with it whatsoever. The problem is... There were two valuable times of evaluation in Tua's season that you took away that now you don't know. 
And you can say, well, you know, you're trying to win games. You're not worried about evaluating players. Okay, nobody thought the Dolphins, if if this long-term plan and Brian Flores is your guy moving forward, nobody thought this was the year that the Dolphins were going to make a run. If anything, you looked at this year and said, hey, it's a free roll. I mean, if we get into the postseason, cool. If not, this is a slow build, and we're still trying to add pieces to the roster. So this idea that, no, 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 we were trying to win games and make a run at it this year. What? Nobody thought that. Like, nobody ever thought that was on the table. There was an opportunity for you to get really valuable information and get really important reps for your rookie quarterback, and you didn't do it. And now you got the GM afterwards saying, oh, no, 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 he's our guy moving forward. All right. I mean, based on what we saw... I don't believe for a second they think the two is the guy moving forward. I don't believe it for a second. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, more out of the NFL next year on FSR. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.